You'll get the horns, then the butt. Because that's what goats do. 103.3, the goat. The rumors are true. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Dave Schultz and Sports Chat are back. I'm back, baby! I'm back! One change, though. I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Instead of waking you up, he's taking you home from work. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I'd like that. Talking Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, all of it. I am the father. Buckle up, Acadiana. I feel the need, the need for speed. It's time for Sports Chat with Dave Schultz on 103.3 The Goat. Oh, hi. I'm Hollywood Steve. You caught me relaxing in my music nook. From 1976 to 1984, the radio airwaves were dominated by really smooth music, also known as Yacht Rock. These Yacht Rockers docked a remarkable fleet of number one hits, and every song has a story behind it. Let me tell you one. Schultz back at Sunbelt Media Days on a Wednesday afternoon sports chat. 103.3 The Goat. We're powered by Lafayette Roofing and Dwight Andrews Insurance, a division of Hub International. We're here with the head coach of the Georgia Southern Eagles, Clay Helton. That was a heck of a ride in your first season in Statesboro. Well, I tell you what, it was a fun ride with a bunch of great kids in year one and had some very memorable games and some special moments throughout the season. It was really neat to see their confidence, you know, coming off a three-win season the year prior and being year one, building trust, building relationships and see them, you know, trust a culture, trust a coaching staff, trust what we're doing and trust each other. And um, as that season went along, they kept on gaining confidence in each other. And it was neat to see and, and neat to see them get the chance to play in postseason again. We've talked about this before. How much of what is the advantage that you didn't show up in December? It's holiday time. You're looking to move your family. You're putting a staff together. You were there a couple of months before that. Well, I, I tell you, it just verified for me um, having those three games to evaluate not only staff, but most importantly personnel. You found out, oh my gosh, we got a Caleb Hood. Offensively. <laughs> right, right. we, we, we got a Duran Burgess. We got a Jalen White. We can do the things that we've done in the past offensively without a major overhaul. We did need to bring in the quarterback. And, and the right person that fit the system. And we're very fortunate to file Kyle, Kyle Van Trees in year one. I've uh, been very fortunate to find Davis Brand and, and J.C. French for year two. And so um, it's it's been a special ride um, with some special kids and looking forward to the next step, which is being a more consistent team that's competing for a conference championship. All right, you've probably done close to 20 interviews uh, today. Did anybody not mention Nebraska? <laughs> That's been talked about a lot. Uh, <laughs> I think and I'm I, sure you mind it all the time. You uh, Stop bringing that up. Uh, no, I, I tell you, it's part of the uh, – I, I think part of – our reputation as a conference is how competitive we are. You look at four power four wins within the conference last year, and that's going to be important that when we get those power five opportunities, those national stage opportunities, especially in this world of playoff expansion and however many teams it goes to, that we can put the resume out there as a conference, and the conference is doing their job right now. It's been really neat to see the quality of teams within this conference. What intrigued me about the job, first off, I think it is the premier group of five conferences 
conference, and we need to continue that consistency. We're talking with Clay Helton, the head coach of the Georgia Southern Eagles. Nonetheless, I thought the game of the year in the Sun Belt, so much fun, was App State and Georgia Southern. And maybe not having as much significance as second and 26, Georgia and Alabama, but I, I don't think you could have been any happier if it, if it had been. Um, that was quite the win. And you've come from big-time programs, you've had big-time wins, but there's something about that ball game and, and the way that it was. It wasn't like 28-10, to 10, it was... Right till the end. It was my first experience within the game and have, have been a part of some great rivalries over 29 years. Uh, that was as special a moment um, for me personally um, and so happy for the kids. Uh, a, a great college football game with two teams that were fighting like heck to get to postseason play. And it's a rivalry game. Uh, you know, I, 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 I then realized how important it is to both fan bases that game is and, and uh, how much emotion there is. I was shaking Sean's hand after the game and tell them great game I looked up in the stands I go God where did everybody go <laughs> and I looked around I go oh my God they're all on the field <laughs> so it, it was it was a special memory um, you know Paulson Stadium there's probably bigger stadiums in the world uh, but there was no more passion than could be on that night uh, in that stadium so I was wondering, and coaches are always telling us one play. We got to think about the next play, no matter what happens on the last play. We think about the next play. But when did it hit you? Like the fourth quarter, you're like, guys, this is fun. Would you guys rather be anywhere else? Let's have some fun. We want to win, but let's do our best. And if we come up short, it is. But we're trying to win. And do, do, is there any? T- is there that moment when you're saying that in, in that kind of game? Well, we said it. We said it going into overtime. I, <laughs> I, I looked at Coach Ellis, our offensive coordinator, and said, "If we win this toss, obviously we're going defense first. Get ready to go for two. And then oh, right. <laughs> we we end up both scoring touchdowns in that. And um, uh, so we get the ball second in the second overtime. They had kicked a field goal, and Ellis and I looked at each other and just said, "Throw it deep every down." <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so it was one of those that we wanted to kind of control our own destiny and, and thank goodness for Kyle and, uh, uh, and Ezra uh, hooking up on a great play and, and, and completing a great college football game. All right, we're talking with Clay Helton, head coach of Georgia Southern. Let's move on. You, you mentioned Davis Brin from Tulsa. What does he bring to the Eagles? Yeah, a lot of what Kyle brings. Hey, you know, he can, he's a guy that can be a face of a program, example of what you want at the position. Great decision maker, uh, unbelievable accuracy, especially deep ball. And he gets the ball out just like Kyle did. You know, Kyle did a great job of not taking sacks last year um, and not producing negative yardage plays. And that's what that's what Davis does. We, we got to be able to study two years of tape on Davis. Um, kind of felt like we had a hidden gem like we had in Kyle. We were scared to death coming down to the last day of getting him signed and on campus. But um, uh, he's a guy that has, we feel, has elite talent that can continue the success that we've had offensively. All right, so what, what Kyle did was explosive, but didn't take the yardage or the sacks, but one too many turnovers, one too many interceptions. So you need to cut down on that. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, I think, both offensively and defensively. It's one of the reasons that we brought Brandon Bailey in um, after losing Will Harris to the NFL uh, and studying what uh, a Mike Elko disciple, um, that system I've always been enamored with because it does the things that you need within this offense um, to, to be able to create separation. It gets the ball back. They were seventh in turnovers last year, top third in third down efficiency. And he got the ball back for the offense. And if you do that with this system and the offense does their job and not turn it over, um, then you're going to be very happy at the end of the year. I mean, there are some hard things in football, all right? Like, again, I tell this to people all the time. You can sh- tell me what I'm watching. I don't know, but I do know if you turn the ball over or you create turnovers and you don't turn the ball over, you generally win football games, no matter what level it is. Number one key. 
to any game is turnovers. That's number one. And uh, you look at the amount of times if you win the turnover battle, it's it's got to be close to over 90% of the time if you win the turnover battle that you're going you're going to win the game. All right, so you did have a tough ball game last year against South Alabama, right? You got up uh, big, a fake punt, turned the ball game around. And, you know, Ed Orgeron used to say this, and, and, and I know other teams do it as well. You can't lose the same game twice. It kind of felt like you lost the same game twice because you had a short week against the Cajuns the next week and came out. Again, I don't know what I'm looking at, but you came out a little bit flat only because you fell behind. How, how, can, you, how can you avoid that trap this time? Well, I, t- I tell you, we, I think that was on a short week too. Yeah, we we ended up um, having the opportunity to have a lot of learning lessons uh, yeah. throughout the season, both good uh, both good lessons and lessons you got to improve on. And you know that the South Alabama game still haunts me today. That was a quality football team, and uh, I could still see the clock. I mean, being up thirty-one seventeen with under ten minutes left, uh, and 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 coming out on the short end of that. Um, it, it's things that as you go through year one and you're uh, with a young football. team, team that's learning how to win um, those are things that you improve each and every week on and what was neat was to get to that last game and to see every situational mastery that had to happen us doing the fake field goal on right. fourth down in that game on a fourth and three and seeing how big a play that is and executing so you know there's things that that you learn from a team learns from each and every season now we've got to carry those lessons into this into this year too uh, to not just just be a bowl team, but put ourselves in contention for a conference championship. Well, we see a lot of improvement year two. Ken Womack at South Alabama. I think Billy Napier with the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. What what do you think you, you were short in last year looking back, and where do you think you've improved in heading into year two? Yeah, you know, really felt a depth issue um, in November. Uh, we had 15 season-ending injuries, and the, and the quality of depth from our first team to our second team was too big a drop. And so we ended up um, really concentrating, especially defensively for Brandon, um, bringing in uh, what we feel is quality depth uh, and a true two deep across every position. We play the fastest, most violent game there is on the face of the earth. Injuries are going to occur. It's it's really the guys that are in those two and three spots that are really going to make the difference between are you winning a championship or not. Um, and so we felt that lack of depth just having one recruiting cycle. Um, we really... Uh, poured into um, the second recruiting cycle, uh, signing 40 players uh, in, in this in this last one and having the availability to really build some depth across the board. So outside of the quarterback, yeah. um, is do you get enough injuries where you got it? Now we got to tweak what we're doing. You can't change, you can't do wholesale changes like if you needed a quarterback change. But all right, that's not going to work because these guys are out. Like maybe some guys on the offensive line are out or we got to play a little softer defensively because our defensive line guys are out. Do you have to tweak things when, when guys like that, admittedly, you don't have the depth? Yeah, definitely. I feel like we have the depth now and, and probably the best kept hidden secret of our football team when you say, oh, hey, what's the key to us being successful is going to be Jalen White in the running attack, the balance of the offense. Um, Jalen produced 1,100 yards in, in 10 games for us last year. Uh, having O.J. Arnold and Terrence Gibbs, who, who's a really good runner also. A quarterback's best friend is a, is a good running game, and that balance is, is kind of the key. We're deeper in that room. We're deeper in the offensive line, and that's what keeps quarterbacks upright, you know, is having advantage coverages that you can throw against. So I really think the key to our season is keeping that balance like we had in year one and even improving on it.
All right, wrapping things up with Coach Clay Helton. First of all, you've said we've gotten two uh, hidden secrets. I got a pretty good audience. They're not secrets anymore, so you've let the cat out of the bag. Um, tough division with, uh, you know, App State and Coastal. You, you thought you were rid of Grayson McCall, but he's back <laughs> for another year. Uh, and JMU is picked first. How can you get to that level where some of these teams are picked? I didn't even mention Marshall. Yeah, it's, it's a tough league, and we've competed against uh, on both sides. I mean, had the opportunity to compete against ULL and, and South Alabama last year. You see the success Troy had on the west side, and we know our eastern side and the success that it's had. We were fortunate enough to, you know, have a win over JMU last year year, have a win against App State, um, play in a really tough game against Marshall. Um, now we've got those three games on the road, uh, right. as well as another rival in Georgia State coming to Thursday night at our place. You know, to be able to to be able to win championships, it's a, such a mental discipline with our kids, especially in this league because of how competitive it is. And I know it's all cliche, coaching talk, but if you don't focus one week at a time and go one no each week and pour yourself into that week, if you look past any game, you will get your butt beat, and this league is too competitive. Well, there used to be two or three. You know, we're winning that game. We're, there's really not this year. It's really not. It's from top to bottom. Um, you look at the number of teams that are going to postseason play. You look at the games even last year, um, uh, you know, us with a top 25 win over, over JMU. Uh, Dave Schultz. Favorite in that game. Uh, you, you never know uh, when it's going to be. And so if you don't bring your A game, um, you're going to be sad at the end of that game. He's Clay Helton, head coach of the Georgia Southern Eagles. Always great catching up. Thanks for hopping on a Wednesday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 to go. Best of luck this year, coach. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate you. Eat Lafayette 2023 shines a year-round spotlight on Lafayette's locally owned and operated restaurants. And now through September 10th, you can find great Eat Lafayette deals offered by some of the participating restaurants. 103.3 The Goat, Acadiana's best sports talk, is proud to be a sponsor of Eat Lafayette and the Digital Passport. Download the Eat Lafayette Digital Passport today so you can check in when you eat at a participating restaurant. Each check-in will enter you to win airfare and a trip for two to Savannah, Georgia, courtesy of Wings Travel. There's something for everyone's taste bud. Plate lunches to fine dining, Italian to soul food when you choose an Eat Lafayette restaurant. Just go to 1033thegoat.com and click on the Eat Lafayette link at the top of the page. Eat Lafayette, from Lafayette Travel and sponsored in part by the best sports talk in Acadiana, 1033thegoat and 1033thegoat.com. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I want to share with you the experience of Donna in Washington. She writes, I got injured about five years ago. I was let go when, because of the injury, I couldn't keep up with my schedule. I've tried to find other work, but I'm 68 now. No one wants to hire someone that old. This week is tough, though, because I had to get my tooth fixed. So I only have $10 in my checking account. But it will be okay. I at least have food because of this pantry. Millions of people face hunger. Some every day, just like Donna. The Feeding America network of food banks helps provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At 4 in the morning, my phone rang. 
They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Dan Hicks with Paul A. Zinger welcoming you back to the Healthy Stand Classic and Zing. She has been absolutely tremendous today, but it all comes down to this shot. It does, Dan, and you couldn't ask for better conditions. 68 degrees, just a slight two-mile-an-hour breeze and a UV index of three. This is absolutely critical. That is right. This direct exposure to midday sun could be increasing her risk to melanoma. It looks like she's making a change. Yeah, she's putting that putter back in the bag. Now let's see what she takes out. Oh, wow. It looks like she's pulling out a 15. I don't know. It looks like she's going with a 30. Strong choice. She's going to want to use the recommended SPF 30 even on a cloudy day. And notice how she's using broad spectrum sunscreen and a generous amount too incredible that was a masterful performance that was pretty good too stand up to cancer and optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer visit takeahealthystand.org what is dedication? The thing that drives me every day as a dad is Dariana. We call him Day Day for short. Every day he's hungry for something, whether it's attention, affection, knowledge. And there's this huge responsibility in making sure that when he's no longer under my wing, that he's a good person. I want him to be able to sit back one day and go, we worked together, we did a good job. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time, ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PDA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PDA in fighting for theirs at pva.org. Every second counts in a poison emergency. That's why Poison Help is standing by 24-7 to provide free assistance in over 100 languages. Save Poison Help as a contact in your phone today. Poison Help. 1-800-222-1222. Pardon us. Well, we butt in with a little common sense. Hey. 103.3 The Goat. The greatest sports talk of all time. Dave Schultz back at Sunbelt Media Days on a Wednesday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 The Goat. We're talking with the Georgia Southern Eagle players. We got Caleb Hood, fifth-year wide receiver out of McDonough, Georgia. He was second-team All-Sunbelt last year. You've had quite the ride. You started out your college career planning on going to the Air Force Academy. Tell us how that came about. Um, To be honest with you, it was something that my dad wanted to do. 
And um, because of him and because of the respect that I have for my father, that's somewhere where I wanted to go. And then after that, I noticed that, like, I had to go to the Air Force right. after college. Right. Right. I was like, I don't know if I really want to do that. So Was he in the Air Force? Is he in the military? Uh, no, sir, he's no. not. No. So, like, after that, I just decided to come to the to the uh, good, good Eagles. All right, so you were with Georgia Southern, and they're not really known for throwing the football. You're a wide receiver, and they have a tradition of running the football. How did you pick Georgia Southern? Um, I just love the brotherhood, the tradition. And so I, and I know, like, what's for you is for you. So anything that you do, just do it with your heart. And so I knew that it was family over here, so that's why I picked it. And then, apparently, they let you pick the head coach. They go out and get Clay Helton from USC, and you're setting all kinds of Georgia Southern records. Yeah, so... Which are not, you know, the highest of all bars, but you had a really good year. Right. Uh, it's really like um, Coach Binko and Coach Chris. I call him CD. But like, that's really on them. Like, they went and got like one of the best... They got the best head coach in college football, and they brought him out to the Eagles, and now it's all written. And so then, um, who was breaking who in, right? You've been there, and you're breaking in Kyle Van Treese. How did that go? Uh, it was great. You know, Kyle was a great, he's a great guy. You know, he always, like, had a smile. He always wanted to be cool. Like, he was just that guy in my eyes. As soon as he stepped on, as soon as he stepped on the um, field with us, like, it was like, man, it's Kyle. Like, Kyle, it's Kyle's show, and he's just going to lead us to the right direction. We're talking to Caleb Hood, wide receiver from uh, Georgia Southern. All right, let's see what we got here. Conference leader in catches per game. Set the school record with 87 receptions and 925 yards with three touchdowns last year. I think the record before that was like half of that. I mean, so how do you stay focused as a wide receiver when you may or may not get the ball compared to I'm getting the ball? Um, I just take every play like 100%, to be honest with you. No matter if I'm getting the ball or not, I know that design play sometimes is for another receiver or the running back so it's just like being it's just not being selfish you know football is not a selfish game so you got to play for the other people so I give it my all just for one of my brothers like DB or one of my other brothers like JJ McAfee when he's it's his time or JJ I mean Jay White like when it's their time like I make sure I give my all just for them all right so now you're breaking in another QB Davis Brin from Tulsa how's that been going it's great. You know, Davis is really, like, not a skip, you know. Davis came in. He's a great guy as well, a great leader, you know, like, and he just knows where to put the ball. He's a great touch on the ball, and, I mean, I love Davis, to be honest with you. All right, so let's talk a little bit about last year because that was a fun ride for Georgia Southern. I know there was up. I know there was downs, but, you know, you guys capped off that great Saturday uh, in, in the Sun Belt, right? I think Marshall was first, uh, and then uh, A&M went down, and then you're beating Nebraska. What were you thinking? Because I always love this stuff. What were you thinking? Because uh, I'm an idiot. I can't. I don't know football all that much. You can tell me what I'm looking at. I still wouldn't understand it. But when I see somebody go in motion and I see the middle linebacker follow that guy, I know the QB is going right up the middle. <laughs> I mean, you knew it was a QB draw being called on the last play. Are you like, nobody go off sides because this is going to work? No, nah, nah, to be honest with you, it wasn't even a draw. Oh. To be honest, that's, something, that's why I said Kyle's that guy. He's a oh. dog. And Kyle just, he called his number. And Kyle did his thing, and thank God it worked. Did he, he audible at the line? Yeah, it was pretty much like he just pulled it and he ran it in. So his eyes must have light up when he saw the middle. There's nobody here. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna waltz right in. Yeah, like yeah, that's why I said Kyle's that guy, and like that's why we we never like question him whenever he had whatever. Like it's Kyle's show. All right, a few more questions here with Caleb Hood, fifth-year senior out of McDonough, Georgia. And then it ended up on a wild high. I thought it was the game of the year in the Sun Belt. Uh, I got no, you know, 
I got no skin in, in the fight with Georgia Southern and App State. What was that game like? And when you were in the middle of it, do you realize we got a pretty good game going on here? This is a lot of fun. Yeah, so um, with that game, like, you know, we had a lot of guys down. So in our eyes, it's just like still play for the guys next to you. You know, and like guys like Ezra Archery and Tyler Jordan had to step up and as well um, TD, you know, like they, as well, they had to step up and make plays that like because other guys were down, the starters were down. And like because of how hard we work and how hard Coach Ellis and Coach Helton pushes us as an offensive side, everything just came to a light, you know. And then what was it like when you guys finally pulled this off? I mean, the, you know, everybody's rushing the field. And you usually see, you know, the coaches with Coach Peak after the game. Not this time. It just felt like Coach Helton was, it was un, unadulterated joy. I'm just thrilled to be part of this game. I'm thrilled to have won it. That was a lot of fun. Like college football at its best. I can tell you, like, as soon as Ed's caught the ball, like, the first thing that came to my mind was a Bible verse that uh, my coach, Coach Davis, He's at Auburn right now. He um, is Matthew 5, 16, which is let your light shine. And so, like, it just felt like Ezra time was there. Like, I was right I was right next to Ez when he caught it. Like, I'm like, dang. Like, and I just see his numbers. Like, I was just like, dang, like, he really did that. And ever since then, it's just been history. All right, so did you run in the middle of the field or did you try to get off the field because everyone was coming on the field? Actually, I ran right to Ed. And, and like, he was trying to, like, celebrate. I didn't even let him celebrate. I was trying to pick him up on my shoulders and everybody came to him. And like we all just threw them up in the air, like it was it was magical. All right, wrapping things up with Caleb Hood, what can we expect from Georgia Southern in 2023? Um, I really don't want to say too much, so I'll just say that we coming. He's Caleb Hood, wide receiver. He was second team All Sun Belt last year. Probably going to set another receiving record at Georgia Southern. It's going to eclipse 100 catches this year. Thanks so much, and best of luck this year. Thank you. Dave Schultz back at Sunbelt Media Days on a Wednesday afternoon sports chat. 103.3 The GOAT, all powered by Lafayette Roofing and Dwight Andrus Insurance, uh, division of Hub International. We're here with Georgia Southern redshirt junior linebacker Marquise Watson. Trent, sound, you sound like your own personal law firm or CPA firm. That's pretty neat. <laughs> yes, sir. That's what usually people say. But uh, thank you for having me, man. It's an honor to be on here, and I'm, I'm excited about it. I appreciate your time. All right, tell us how a kid from Pittsburgh, PA, ends up in Statesboro, Georgia. Uh, yes, sir. So, you know, if any high school uh, uh, football player know about the recruiting cycle, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a crazy one. It's a roller coaster. And, um, you know, I got the honor to uh, get recruited by a lot of great schools and, and different people. Um, met with Coach Foster. I was originally supposed to go uh, look in Louisville. Um, there, there was a situation that happened there where that didn't fall through. Chris Foster came, and uh, I went up there, and the rest is history. All right, so you're from Pittsburgh, but you went to high school in Beaver Falls. Is that right? What's that like? That's where Joe Namath went to high school in that area. Uh, yes, sir. From? Yes, sir. It's um, historically a great place. Uh, great football players, uh, great teams, historic teams like Aliquippa. Um, you know, you got Beaver Falls, Blackhawk, you got Chippewa, um, Indians and different things like that. So you got a lot of great teams out there. I mean, so there's that Friday Night Lights. That sounds like the, the, the Pennsylvania version of Friday Night Lights. Exactly. Yeah. The Steel. Um. The, I think it was Steel County that was uh, shot out there. My little brother was actually featured on there. So shout out to them. We're talking to Marquise Watson, Trent Wedgert Jr., a linebacker, second team All a Sun Belt. How have you improved your game over the years? Um. Just you know, making sure you're looking at the film. Uh, once you analyze from last year, fixing the things that you need fixing. Um. And just being real uh, intentional on that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that happened, but uh, I'm never satisfied. Uh, and we want to win a championship. So anything I need to do to progress in that, in that way, uh, that's what I wanted to do. 
All right, so please take the following as a compliment. A little bit undersized as a linebacker, but the undersized linebacker led the NCAA career in tackles in Carlton Marshall. Do you ever watch him at Troy and saying, if he can do that, I'm bigger than he is, right? You know, can, do you ever watch, did you ever watch him do it? Uh, yes, sir. I, I watched a couple uh, smaller linebackers, you know, like David Long Jr. He plays for Tennessee. Uh, Carson Jr. I mean, uh, Carson Marshall is another one. Um, you got to have a level of delusion when you're out there. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So you, you guys might see 5'11", 230, but I see 6'5", 250. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have no trouble with that, like confidence and everything like that. Yeah, but then hashtag always the bright side. The 6'5", 330 guy can't, you know, the 5'11", the 235 guy can step aside of the 65 330 guy. Yeah, exactly. There's definitely a lot of perks and um that's what I wanted to uh highlight, you know, refine, you know, my quickness, my speed. Uh a lot of people don't think I'm strong, but I I, I can move some weight now. So, uh you know, it's kind of surprising when you you can get under every every lineman you right. go against. Right. So, I feel like it's an advantage for my end. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to question any a linebacker middle linebacker strength. Um so, uh, again, we're talking with Marquise Watson-Trent. Everybody knows the um, offensive change with Clay Helton. How did the defense change? Uh, yeah, uh, we brought in uh, Coach, uh, Coach Bailey. He had he done a really good job up there in Buffalo last year. Um, and third down efficiency and, and takeaways. Uh, and that's the big thing. He's taking, he's coming here. We want to take the ball away. Uh, we know what kind of offense we have. We want to get the ball back in their hands as much as they could. Good things happen. And I'm a football, a football fan. And I love watching them work. Coach Ellis is Man, he's a great mind, and Coach Helen, what they got on over the offense. So uh, we're just trying to do everything we can to give the ball back to them, and um, that's how we win games. A lot of tough competition in the East. JMU, the division champs, they were picked to win it again. App State, although they have a question at quarterback, they were picked second. Uh, Coastal Carolina, everybody thought we were done with Grayson McCall, but he's back again. And then Marshall coming off their nine-win season. How can Georgia Southern get in the top half of the division? Uh, we look around, those are really great teams, and, and we played them all and see, you know, how we stacked up against them last year. And, you know, we got some good wins over JMU and App State, and we lost against Coastal Carolina and uh, other teams like Georgia State and Marshall. Uh, so just making sure, like I said before, reflecting on last year and correcting the things we got. We know what we got in our locker room. We're very confident with the guys we have, have there. And um, looking forward to just winning games. It's hard to win games in the East. Uh, so, like, plan to the finish. Uh, just a lot of different things you, you got to do. And um, we're willing to do those things, and we're working every single day to, you know, go down. We talk about want to know every week. Uh, so right now we're focused on Citadel. So moving forward, we're, uh, we're excited and we're ready to compete. So one of those things that LSU always had trouble with less miles, they would lose the Alabama game twice. They'd lose to Alabama and then they'd lose the next week. Ed Orgeron sort of changed that until they beat Alabama. It kind of felt like you guys lost the South Alabama game twice. Um, you had a big lead, got off to a great start, had a big lead late, South Alabama wins. And then I think on a short week, you, you played Louisiana and you came. the team just came out flat. They're either not ready, tired, whatever the case may be. How do you prevent that from happening again? Yeah, uh, you know, salute to those teams. Uh, South Alabama, they were very deserving. They played all the way through the whistle. Uh, Louisiana, like you can't say, they came out striking. Um, like I said, again, it, it's hard to win. Uh, you have to come out strong. You have to finish strong. You have to play every single quarter the same, basically. Uh, so really just coming in that mindset of attack mentality, no matter if it's the first quarter, second, or third, or the fourth, or in App State case, the second overtime. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, have to, you have to play hard to the finish, um, and that's how you win games, to be honest. All right, so let's finish on a high note. How much fun was that App State game? Because that was the game of the year last year in the Sun Belt, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, man, that's a magical thing, especially playing against your rival in a game like that. And like 
like I said, I'm a football fan. It was fun to be a part of it. I'm, I'm blessed and honored to be, you know, in that game. So, um, man, it was a wonderful time. They, they played really well. We played really well. Uh, went down to the wire, but, you know, Georgia Southern got it done. So, All right, so, so how exhausted are you? after regulation knowing that we still have to finish this one off yeah i'm super tired you finally get that aha moment when it's relaxed you don't know you go through different overtimes and it finally ends it felt like forever but we got it done man it was a miracle uh game and man it was fun all right let's wrap it up here with marquise watson trent uh what can we expect from the georgia southern eagles in 2023 uh we we speak championship every every day and that's the standard and you know our you know our long line and tradition of six national championship and winning you know what i mean so that's that's what we hold on to and that's what we believe in so i definitely uh will look forward to that all right he is a redshirt junior linebacker marquise watson trent last year uh, all sec all sunbelt second team really appreciate you hopping on a wednesday afternoon sports chat 103.3 the goat best of luck this season yes sir thank you pardon us what we butt in with a little common sense what? 103.3 the goat the greatest sports talk of all time Hey, just stop by to say hello, and my gosh, look how busy it is in here. How'd you get all these customers? Yeah, this month has been a record breaker. You know, for a long time, we had decent business coming in by word of mouth, but we weren't growing. Lately, though, a lot of folks have been finding us online, and that's made all the difference. That's terrific. I wish I could figure out how to do that with my shop, but I have no idea where to start. Just do what I did. It's not as hard as you think. Go to mylocalcustomers.com to see exactly how many searches there are for businesses just like yours. Okay, then what? Well, if you see there are a good number of clients searching in our area, you'll also get some suggestions for the best way to get their attention. Do you think there are a lot of people searching for my business? Only one way to find out. Go to mylocalcustomers.com. It's quick, easy, and free. Go to mylocalcustomers.com for a free local customer analysis that will show you how many customers are searching online for your type of business. It's quick, easy, and free. Visit mylocalcustomers.com. That's mylocalcustomers.com. Martinis 2023, Lafayette's absolute best martini competition and teeny tour to benefit Healing House, Hope for Grieving Children, is in full swing. This year, enjoy signature martinis at eight local restaurants through August 15th. Enjoy a different restaurant's martini for $2 with the purchase of an entree on their featured Teeny Tuesday menu. Participating restaurants include Bonton Grill, Bonefish Grill, Fizo's, Mercy Kitchen, Chops Mid-City Smokehouse, Tsunami, Vestal, and Walk-Ons. Purchase a Martini's a la Maison package and receive two hand-painted martini glasses, a signed print by this year's glass artist, Candice Greer, and access to exciting online silent auction items. Visit healing-house.org for more information. Join us this Tuesday at Walk-Ons to try their absolute, very out-of-this-world martini. Martini's 2023, presented by Townsquare Media, Moss Motors, Urban Royalty Candle Company, Advanced Piping, Linear Controls, Leading Home Care, and DeLone Funeral Home. Before I was adopted, I felt alone. I felt nervous that I wouldn't have a family. I was getting older and older. I didn't think I was going to get adopted. With help from the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption, Lexi, Connor, and Lashona now have a forever family and the foundation for a bright future. When I was adopted, it was like, wow. I get to settle, and this is permanent. After I was adopted, I felt happy. Adoption changed me for the better. I feel like I can be whoever I want to be. Every child deserves a safe, loving, and permanent home. Help the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption 
find forever families for children who have been lingering in foster care the longest. Learn more at DaveThomasFoundation.org. Don't let someone get your goat. There's plenty to go around for everyone. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. Dave Schultz back on a Wednesday afternoon sports chat, Yacht Rock Edition, as we are here at Sunbelt Media Day. is brought to you by Lafayette Roofing and Dwight Andrus Insurance, a division of Hub International. We're here with the head coach of the Georgia State Panthers. He is Sean Elliott. What do you take away from last season? <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of a direct question. <laughs> yeah, uh, get better in uh, some special teams areas, make some plays. I think. I mean, honestly, you can look back to our our season. We probably lost, you know, six games by six plays. I mean, we really did. Uh, had an opportunity, had a great season, and, and couldn't finish. And you know, it was a it was a season where it really almost made me want to reset everything that we're doing. Uh, not second guess, but just do some things differently this offseason. And uh, we, we certainly did that. We went in this offseason. I wanted everybody in our facility, every coach, every player, uh, every trainer to be really, really uncomfortable um, because of uh, the situation we put ourselves in after last season. Uh, got a new strength and conditioning coach in there that I knew, and, uh, and we made some things work. And I think we pushed everybody uh, within our program to places that they've never been before. I mean, to, I mean, I hate to say it like this, but it's some really dark places uh, to have to really make a decision, you know, is, is it all worth it? And, uh, and we've improved in every area from academics to how we look, to how we talk, to how we train, um, just a mindset. Our leaders have become unbelievable. I've never seen a team with leaders grow and develop into better leaders in the last six months that I've seen. It's, it's probably been the best offseason I know I've had since uh, in coaching and then probably since back to 1993 when we had a subpar year at App State when I was playing. So I got a feeling you can name all six plays that if they go differently, the whole season changes. Well, you know, it, it just there's a few plays here and there. Just uh, you shake your head at and you go, you know, what the hell were we thinking, and, and and how does this occur, and how do we how do we let it occur? Uh, so you you know you have to find answers to that, and you have to find ways to correct it. But uh, we're in a, we're in a good spot right now. All right, and then I'll ask you as someone who believes in the process with the weight because seem to be going in the wrong direction these days. But how long does it take, you know, 18 to 20-year-olds to change their body when they do get a new strength and conditioning coach? And what was what was the difference? Are we trying to get leaner? Are we trying to do TB12? Are we trying to get, you know, bulkier? What 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 is the change that Georgia State's trying to make? Honestly, we, we needed our minds changed a little bit because we were so close to being uh, a, a great football team a year ago, but we just can't get the finish. And for whatever reason, we, we kind of faltered. Uh, you know, maybe there was a little bickering back and forth in, in areas that shouldn't have been. And, uh, but we just changed everything. When I, I say we took them to dark places, uh, we, we really did. All of us coming. Our, our coaches were in workouts. We, we were doing it all. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, we needed it. I think everybody needs that at some point in time. Um, but I, I think everybody in our program understood why we needed it. Uh, because we're all in this game to win. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. It's not to become close and, and have an opportunity to feel good. Oh, we should have done this. We could have done that, but we didn't do it. it, it we're here to win. So we had to do the changing. And uh, we've come out pretty good. We're going to be even better. 
We're here with Sean Elliott, head coach of the Georgia State Panthers. Ken Womack of South Alabama was preaching when I was there. There's the difference between believing you can win and expecting you can win. It feels like that's what you're trying to instill there. We're not believing. We're expecting to go out and win this year. Yeah, you know, we've always had that mentality. I mean, we've always expected to win. If you, if, if you don't go into a contest expecting to win and you're a damn competitor, then you, you need to get out of the business. You need to get out of playing. You need to go do something uh, somewhere else because you're, you're certainly not going to be successful in anything you do. Uh, we just got to have faith in our football team and we've got to make sure everybody's accountable and, and, and we're, we're right where we need to be. Usually winning and losing kind of starts and ends with the quarterback. You have a good one and you have an experienced one, Darren Granger. How can he take his game up to the next level? Well, just uh, in, in talking about the offseason leadership, how it's even developed greater than what it already was, uh, he's done a phenomenal job in that aspect. Uh, his body has changed. When I say his body has changed, he's, he's added 20 to 25 pounds, and he is incredibly uh, – when you look at him now, I mean, and, and he hasn't missed a step uh, from his athleticism and running. Uh, his arm has gotten stronger. Uh, still a tremendous guy to be around each and every day. He's going to have a big year. I, I, I mean, honestly, you know, and I'm certainly the head coach, of, uh, of Darren and uh, coach him every single day, but he, he could be the top signal caller in this conference. Well, that's a lot of weight for a kid, right? If you weigh 200 pounds, you put on 25 pounds, or even if you weigh 185 and put on 25 pounds, how, how has he adjusted there? If his arm is getting stronger, then maybe going farther faster. So, and maybe he's running faster, but it takes him a little bit extra step to, to get to that top speed. How has he adjusted to the weight gain? Darren has gotten better in everything he's done. I mean, weight room speed-wise, athleticism, arm strength, mentality, education, the game of football, in every aspect of the game, he's improved. Uh, nothing has hampered him, no weight uh, or anything about that. So he is perfectly fine with that weight. And he's a tall kid, you know, six three, six four, so he can add that. Talking to uh, Sean Elliott, head coach of Georgia State. All right, the East is, gets tougher because, you know, teams came in and Marshall came in and won nine ball games. JMU came in won the division although they couldn't play in 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 postseason play how difficult that there doesn't seem to be any you know pushovers anymore even the last win that ODU had they blew out Coastal Carolina it, there doesn't seem to be an easy win anymore in the Sun Belt no there hasn't that just that's you know when you think about the Sun Belt Conference it's such a formidable conference east and west top to bottom great coaches great players um you know, it's not like it was when I came in this league seven years ago. I'll be honest with you. You know, coming into the league uh, from an outside perspective, you didn't have the same uh, thought process in, in, in going against these teams now that you do. Uh, I think it's incredible. I think it's why you play the game. The competitive nature of anyone wants to go out and play the best. And we have got a tough conference. Uh, it, it's it's kind of like a just a, a boxing match. We're going to throw us all in the ring. There's going to be a lot of doggone bloody faces, bruised, and and I don't know who will come out on top. But it's going to be a great conference to watch and, and see how it plays out each and every week. I know I'm going to skip a year, but it's really hard for a group of five team, although we've seen it, uh, to make a four-team playoff. All right, but in a 12-team playoff, that's not out of the question. This is set up for, you know, to have a UCF season or a Cincinnati season that, yeah, we don't need to finish in the top four. We can be top 10 or top 12 and make the postseason or make the playoff. How exciting is that for a program like Georgia State? I think it's exciting for everyone in the group of five. Right. I mean, honestly, I mean, let's be honest, before we had no opportunity. I mean, no chance. So at the beginning of your season, everything you talk about is winning a championship or even talking about a national championship. Uh, you didn't have the opportunity to go do that. Now we do. I mean, now you can and you can seriously talk about getting in that playoff, making a run. If you've got a team like we've had in this conference in the past few years, having a team to make a run like that, that is something really exciting. 
All right, so I'm going to go back to where you started um, because you ha- you must have had a self-evaluation to come to the conclusion to take the team, uh, including yourself, to a, a, a dark places, as you put it. All right, how long did it take, and who did you discuss it with to this is the direction we're going in because what we were doing wasn't quite working? I just leaned on uh, past experiences. I mean, I leaned on, uh, like I said, when I was a player, uh, it, I think we had finished four and seven and up, and and we we had a, a, what I thought was a good football team at that point in time, and uh, for whatever reason we just didn't put the wins together. And I went back and reflected on how we approached the off season, uh, what we did, and I can almost remember every single workout that we went through and how, and how the coaches were, and it was just a reset of sorts. And uh, uh, I needed a I needed a strength coach that was going to be right there with me, and uh, I hired Mike Seriano as a guy that's uh, had known. Uh, I had actually worked with before, and I knew he was going to be right by my side, and he was going to trust in everything I wanted to do, and I was going to trust in everything he wanted to do. And uh, we became a, got a plan together, and it, it's worked out. We're continuously improving. When I say improving in everything, I mean, our academics is one of the tops it's ever been. Our strength gains were incredible. Our confidence in our football team is incredible. Uh, the player-led team is developing better leadership than I've ever seen in a football team that I've had at Georgia State. Um, so it's working. And when you see the things improve uh, consistently and they're, they're continuously improving, then I think they're only going to improve on the, on the field of play as well. So here we go. When we start practice, we're, we're going to continuously improve. Now All right. we have to go out and win, of course. Yeah. So but, I'm going to stereotype the strength and conditioning coaches because um, I don't know him at all. But they're a little off kilter. All right, they're a little, they're a little off center. <laughs> who, who, who oversees him to make sure? All right, you're doing a good job. Maybe pull it back a little bit because mostly they're overly enthusiastic. Is basically what they are because they're the ones, you know, pumping the guys up yeah. in, during the games. Right, they're the ones and 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 making sure they're focused during the workouts. And also they're the ones who are up early with them in the off season, working them out so their bodies have changed so you can you know, have them ready to go in August. Yeah, I didn't need a sunshine pumper, and I guard the gates of Mike, so uh, I'm probably, as, he and I, are, we see eye to eye in the, right. in, in, in the dark, dark places. Uh, but honestly, you know, there's a lot of phony strength coaches that go out there and, oh, okay. and they just, uh, you know, the, the old sugar pumps and then rah, 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 and all that bull crap. And uh, Mike's not about that. He's about business, and he's about one thing. He's about uh, getting the job done. He doesn't care how it gets done as long as the job gets done. And nobody stands in the way, and that's what we like. He is the head coach of Georgia State, Sean Elliott. Thanks for hopping on a Wednesday afternoon sports chat on 103.3 The Goat. Best of luck this season, Coach. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Texting rules, you and recurring automated marketing text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. <sighs> Leaving for the gym so early? I'm ready to go. Since you started taking Nugenics Total Tea, you've been acting like when we met in our 20s. I feel like myself again. Lower testosterone after turning 40 slowed me down. Nugenics Total Tea has been a game changer for me. What is it about Nugenics Total Tea that's different? Well, it's a patented key ingredient called Testofen. It boosts free and total testosterone to help you get back the drive and energy from your youth. It's backed by five clinical studies. I've seen the huge difference it's made for you in the gym, at work, and in the bedroom. I'm so glad I sent them a text for my complimentary bottle. Text ROCK to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Nugenics is the number one selling testosterone-boosting brand at GNC and Walmart. Do it now, and we'll also send you a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, our newest, most powerful fat burner ever. Absolutely free. Text ROCK to 321321. That's ROCK to 321321. 
shop end-of-season deals during the truckload event at Lowe's. Right now, save on major appliances and get an additional 10% off in-store clearance appliances. Plus, take up to 50% off select patio furniture and accessories and save on select grills and outdoor power equipment. Great deals are happening now, in-store and online. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows home improvement. Bout through 726. Exclusions apply. Raw supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double arm kid carry. Looks like dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in a booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. What I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just gotta hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. <laughs> no, you hold my hand. Here we go. <laughs> Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Lafayette Roofing, from the roof to the roots of Acadiana. We know issues with your roof can be intimidating and maybe even expensive. But not if you call Lafayette Roofing. Big or small, we handle it all at a price you can afford. We also offer our standard five-year labor and materials warranty. Lafayette Roofing takes pride in being in the heart of Acadiana and the official roofing company of your Raging Cajuns. So if you need a roof, who else would you call? Call Lafayette Roofing. Our name says it all. 237-ROOF. That's 237-7663. Mess with the goat. <laughs> You'll get the horns, then the butt. Because <laughs> that's what goats do. 103.3. The Goat. Dave Schultz back at Sunbelt Media Days on uh, 103.3 The Goat, a Wednesday afternoon sports chat. Uh, all brought to you by Lafayette Roofing and Dwight Andrus Insurance, a division of Hub International. We're here with the guys from Georgia State, Marquise Brown, uh, redshirt senior quarterback out of Dorchester, Dorchester, Massachusetts. How does one end up in Atlanta? There are a lot of schools in between Dorchester and Atlanta. You ended up at Georgia State. Uh, well, so I actually came down to Georgia um, going into my eighth grade year. Uh, just come down here and play football in a new environment just because it's so big down south. So just to come down here, just get more exposure and just try to expand my career. Did you move, move? Did your family move? Did you have family down there? How did you end up going from? Was it a boarding school? Uh, my mom actually moved down south. My my dad's still in Boston, so okay. just ma making that move with my mom. She actually loved Atlanta, so so just being able to come down here was just huge. It was a one-two punch. So so basically, as it turns out, you went to school at home. Yes, kind of, <laughs> kind of, kind of. <laughs> as, it, as it turns out. All right. What has been the positives about attending Georgia State? Uh, it's been huge. You know, just being able to connect with plenty of people on campus, you know, not even just from football, you know, just being around a lot of people in the city and um, just giving you great aspects of life and just, just teaching you how to stay focused when something just keeps moving around you. So Dorchester, a suburb of Boston, and now 
you're in a major city. So do you consider yourself from Boston or a suburb? And now you're you're rock and rolling in a city. I consider myself from 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 Boston. So I just I kind of I feel like Georgia kind of adopted me a little bit. But uh, it's it's been it's been huge. It's been fun down here, and uh, being in the city of Atlanta has been been feels like home now. So. He is uh, Brakeese Brown. He is uh, really smart, by the way. Uh, AD is on a roll in the fall of 19 and 21. Dean's List, spring of 20. Uh, academic, uh, Sunbelt Conference on a roll, 19 uh, and uh, 20. What are you majoring in? I'm a business management major. Mm. And what are the plans? Uh, plans are just open up a business in the future. You know, I, I, I like the, the trucking business the way right now, how, how, oh. it, how it works. So just try to get some rigs and put them on the road. Wow. All right. Uh, you're, gonna, you're not going to drive the trucks. You want to own the trucks? I definitely want to own the trucks and get some drivers for sure. <laughs> uh, all right, your preseason, all Sunbelt by Athlon and Phil Steele. What does that mean to you? Um, it's huge. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's something that, that, that's big, but at the same time, I'm not trying to pay any attention to that just because it's preseason. You know, I still have a lot of business to handle, and I got a lot of things to do in the field to actually get uh, first team. So it's, it's going to be a big season. It's going to be fun. Still, mom has to be a little bit proud. Yeah, mom is definitely proud. All right, he's Brakeese Brown. All right, uh, Bruce Brown is is the older brother. All right, did you go to the NBA Finals? How cool is that? Uh, yes, it, it, yes, that is my older brother, and it's cool. I went to game uh, two and game five, so the closeout game was just crazy, and it, it never really hit me that he was. It hit me that he was in the finals, but it didn't really hit me until the moment when the confetti started falling. I'm just like, oh my gosh, he's really a champion. So just be able to be there and experience that, and just have him in my corner is motivating. And he was a major contributor. Everyone knows who the stars is. And maybe he may be an afterthought. But in these playoffs, he was a big-time contributor to the Nuggets championship. Most definitely, because he works his butt off. You know, he's a great guy. He comes in with energy, and he just he wants to win. He does anything to win, and that's the main focus for him. All right, did he get a car? Did you get a car with his new contract? How does that work? <laughs> so, actually, when I got into college, he actually, uh, his first contract, he gave me his old car, and he just oh. paid it off. So, I was appreciative for that. And, you know, he takes good care of me. You know, make sure everything I'm, if, I, if I'm in need, I can just call him. He, he's good. With, you know, so uh, just having him is, is great for me. You got an NBA hand-me-down? <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. His new car, I wish I had that one, though. <laughs> that made me a little bit fun. Right. You know, you can only guess what that is. Right. Yeah. Uh, what can we expect from uh, Georgia State here in 2023? Uh, just a lot of change. You know, last year we went 4-8, and eight, and this year is going to be, we're going to be rolling really, really early, and we're going to win a lot of games this year, and I feel like we can win the championship, so that's going to be great for us this year. Yeah, Sean Elliott said you guys did a whole 180. What 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 did you guys go through? He said you took to some dark places. I'm not exactly sure what that means. If you're going through caves or something mentally, or you know what 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 did he do to you know bring you out to the other side to be a little bit more? I guess the the, uh, the idea was being able to finish a lot of close ball games, but couldn't quite finish. Most definitely. So this year was about finishing. We had a lot of obstacles ahead of us, so especially with conditioning. Just you know putting our body in, in in situations that we've never been or taking our mind places we've never been as well so just having coach Mike Sargiano come in here and just kind of lay the footprint down and have a new standard in line and guys following that you can see the change being around the building all right what uh we'll wrap it up with this I ask a lot of guys this what were you good at when you got to college and what have you improved on since um coming to college my strong point I was always just an athletic player I play zone very well but this recently I just been trying to uh, polish my man coverage and just my press technique. My press technique now is kind of my, my game, and I feel like that that's the new greatness and uh, new new big thing within my game. So just just trying to keep that consistent and just be consistent as a player and as a leader for the team. So you're going to make somebody actually try to run past you? Yes, you have to try to run past me for sure. 
All right, that's a great way to finish it up. Brankees Brown, uh, senior corner from uh, Georgia State. Thanks for hopping a, on a Wednesday afternoon sports chat on 103.3 The Goat. Best of luck this season. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Dave Schultz back on a Wednesday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 The Goat. We're at Sunbelt Media Days, continuing our discussion with the players from Georgia State. He's a late addition, Travis Glover, a 323-pound tackle because you don't look like you're the quarterback, but you're filling in for the quarterback, so there's no pressure. Yes, sir. No pressure. No pressure. When did you find out you were coming? Oh, yesterday morning. <laughs> once I got once I got in the locker room, I found out I was going. Uh, I mean, you're looking sharp. You must have had the suit ready to go. I actually had to run and go get a suit. <laughs> it, it was all very quick and fast-paced. So, I mean, I knew back in the day Kevin Willis, former Atlanta Hawk, he had a suit for guys like, like you. I mean, you... Is there suits for what size suit are you wearing? Because that you know you can you generally find those on the rack. Yeah, we went to a warehouse and they actually had my size. I think it's like a 52, 42 pants. Yeah, so we find it. Had to get it measured up and stuff, but we got it. And they they tailored it to you. Yes, sir. Because you are looking sharp. All right. Um, I'll ask you the same question I answered. Uh, asked Perkis, what is what was the dark place that Sean Elliott and the coaches took you to to kind of put last season behind you and look ahead to this season? Well, once the season started, we all had kind of tough conversations. Like, we couldn't overlook what uh, what happened in the previous season. We had to look forward to the future. So we realized that changes had to be made. We had to push ourselves farther than we had been pushed. And we did that. He did that by bringing in a scrim coach. I know we had a meeting before, and he was like, it's going to be tough. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to go. So it's been pretty tough. I mean, different changes, different workouts and stuff. But I feel like... Yeah, it's helped the team to almost very, like in a mental standpoint with the the way we approach things is very different and it's it's, it's going to be a great addition that I feel like we'll be able to show through our play in the fall. Has your body changed? You're a big dude. I don't know what you were, you know, like on Monday before you showed up to Sunbelt Media Days, but how how has your body changed? How how do you feel heading into fall camp here in a couple of weeks? Yeah, I feel like my body has changed a lot from last season. I feel like I moved better. I kind of slimmed up a little more and, like, gained a lot of muscle, more muscle than I had in the past, and I feel like I'm up on the trend with others. How many calories do you have a day? Are you counting calories? I mean, it, just to maintain what, <laughs> your size and your strength, you have to eat a certain amount of food. Yeah, I, I eat a pretty good amount of food for my size, <laughs> but I just try to watch what I eat, not really what the calories, but just what I intake and what I don't. A lot of protein? A lot of protein, yeah. Any candy? Nah, not too much candy. No. I'm a chocolate eater, but no, oh, no candy. Oh, you are sweet, yeah. too. Yeah. All right, yeah, that's my problem, too. I, I, like, uh, I like the candy. You're a four-year starter uh, at... At Georgia State, you have a ton of experience. Uh, what were you good at when you started, and what have you improved at? Ooh, I feel like when I when I first started, I was kind of just a, a raw, like big. I I don't think I really did anything good, but I feel like you I, used your size because you're so big to dominate in high school. Then you got to college, and you're like, well, these guys are pretty strong. Yeah, yeah, and that you're correct. But I had to really tone in on like the little details, just learning how to be an offensive lineman and how to move people and stuff of that nature. All right, you got a really experienced quarterback coming back. What can you do to help Darren Granger take the game to the next level? Because you gotta, you really have to throw for 2,500 yards. He's got to throw for 20 touchdowns. It'd be nice if it was, you know, 4,840. But you know, not necessarily baby steps. But you got to take that next step if Georgia State's going to compete. 
Yeah, you're definitely right about that. And I feel like uh, my role is kind of be a leader on the offensive line to get those guys ready. So uh, we all have to come and go to protect the DG so that way we can drop back and pass and open up and make you feel comfortable back there. And that's kind of like our main goal. we always been known to run the ball good, and that's something that we still continue to work on today. But really focusing on the pass game is something that um, we really have been – and the O-line group really, like, toning in on so that way we can get those 400 touchdowns and whatever it may be. We're talking with Travis Glover, offensive tackle for uh, Georgia State. You are from Vienna, Georgia. What did we find out? That was less than 3,000 people in uh, Vienna, Georgia. Let's see. Uh, the uh, the count is 2,000. Well, it says 2,973, but that was like a decade ago, maybe more like 2,700. Are you the biggest man or woman, for that fact of the matter, in, from Vienna, Georgia? Yeah, I think I'm one of the biggest from Vienna, Georgia. Well, I probably am one of the biggest. Does everybody know who you are? For the most part, people know me. 